0: Welcome to the episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Nerd. Welcome to episode 277. Where we're going to be talking about fighting fair. We'll get into this in much more detail whenever we get into uh, the podcast. And I'm laughing because John's face is already, you're <laughs> already going pretty wild and pretty funny. Um, but we'll get into that detail later. We gotta get all the cool stuff going on we uh, we got to thank Midnight Heroes for sponsoring the channel and providing us with some cool stuff. Uh, Also, they will be at Warfare Weekend with a special edition chibi miniature and some other cool things. we got to thank Creature Caster uh, for the makers of all their cool miniatures and their tribe uh, where you can get a 5th edition model with miniatures to go with it. And at Warfare Weekend, they're releasing two Judgment models pre-release out there, uh, which will be legal at the tournament, so you get to see them. I want to thank Parabellum War Games for being awesome and providing us a good discount code. Uh, if you're going to be buying into their game, uh, you can check the links and everywhere to get that. You get like 10% off. Uh, and we get a small little kickback from that. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but uh, they make some great uh, miniatures uh, for their Rank and Flank-style conquest. Uh, make sure to check it out, especially if you like dinosaurs and orcs. Um we want to thank Muse on Minis for hosting all of our files and helping get out to everybody out there. Um, they are pretty awesome, and uh, we uh, like that they help spread the word for us. Did I get everybody? Oh, no, Turbo, Turbo Dork. Turbo Dork. Forgot Turbo Dork. Almost forgot him. I, I, I did not. I got mind. you. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank Turbo Dork also for. Um, they, did, they were not able to make Warfare Weekend because some people asked that uh, this year. They are way too busy, but. Um, They did send some paints uh, to give away in the B.I.G. bags, which was pretty awesome and pretty cool. Um, But if you like uh, turbo shifting or metallic paints, check them out, and um, we'll give out some gift certificates later on. Um, Now I got everybody. So, John, what are our shout-outs this week?
1: Uh, Well, the one we got today was uh, Suzanne Summers from Three's Company and More. Oh, no! Yeah. yeah, breast cancer, didn't even fuck cancer. Yep. Say every time. Cancer.
0: Fuck cancer. Yeah, I mean, I haven't thought about her or any of that anytime soon. So, I mean, but hearing that, especially Three's Company, you're just like, oh.
1: Yeah, it's just so many people who are only like, I mean, let's say this is we're hitting 50. Like, they're only 70-something. it's, it's, uh puts mortality right there in front of you, you know? Time goes pretty quick, so you never know. But yeah, it's sad. Then uh, the other one I had was uh, Keith Giffen, who was a comic book writer and artist who, um, in my eyes, is best known for probably a long run on Legion of Superheroes uh, towards the end of their initial run, and then also a reboot of Justice League during the Legends era after the Crisis and the Universe and all that stuff. Um, pretty classic for his combination of humor and and drama in the comics so that's a very well known and a very you know well-known comic writer artist i want to say i saw some other but i'm not sure that i noted them further than that i mean obviously all the fighting still in israel and all is is terrible and please be understanding that there is no right and wrong in that situation because fucking innocents are getting killed and that makes it all wrong.
0: Yes. Sorry, I had to answer a quick email. No worries. Because um, it was from someone that was doing a project for us. Um, yeah, um, there's some people that have been posting, you know, because we have there are some of my friends that have people that are over in that conflict right now and it's pretty fucking shitty. Yeah, it so, is, completely. Completely fucking but shitty.
1: Please be understanding with the people, and it's not... The only black and white part of it is that Hamas is bad, but they're, I mean, from a country that knows this fucking situation. You can't just fucking start go killing fucking innocents because some terrorists attacked you. Yeah. I thought we proved that that shit was not right, but apparently we did not prove that shit was not right. But that shit ain't right.
0: That shit's not right. It's not right. Um... Let's go to the. the, why everybody comes to listen to the show. Nerd, what are you drinking tonight?
2: Ooh, I've got a black raspberry or a a blackberry lemonade vodka.
0: Okay. John, what are you drinking tonight?
1: Well, I've got more Dr. McGillicuddy's apple pie liqueur. And if it looks like this is exactly where I left the bottle last week, it's because I drank an entire bottle this week.
2: (laughs) It's been that kind of week, eh?
0: Um, I am actually having a drink tonight. Um, I'm oh. feeling pretty good. Um, allergies aren't going too crazy, and you know I know it's a very very small amount, but if I drink too much of this because it's so awesome, uh, I'll probably drink the whole bottle. And this is a bottle of um, Sortilage, of so maple syrup whiskey. <laughs> Fucking taunting. I know. So I only pour a little bit because it gets, you know, pretty easy to drink and it uh, goes down really nice. So I, I always pour a little bit. bit, bit. Not even like one fingers, you know, type thing. But um,
1: uh, pre-COVID, Bowie, that's the answer, pre-COVID.
0: Pre-COVID. <laughs> Um, guys, we really appreciate you listening. We appreciate you watching, whether it's here or, you know, on all of our platforms we have. We do appreciate it. It means a ton to us. Um, it's always nice, uh, when I go to a convention and they're like, hey, you sound like Gonzo from more than dice. And I'm like, no, he's a fucking asshole, but, uh, gotcha. <laughs> um, and then, Yay. you know, <laughs> they do that, but it, it is very nice for us to hear that. And for people to say that stuff, um, because, we, we 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 see the numbers of how many people listen, but we don't know how many people listen. That amazing thing. but
1: yeah. We see how many people download. We don't have people listen. Yeah. I what you're trying to say. Just stop drinking. You ain't got no tolerance anymore.
0: No, I have no tolerance, but I haven't started drinking yet. That's just me being an idiot.
1: <laughs> well, I say memory is the first thing to
0: go. What? Mm-hmm. Here in a second. <laughs> uh, guys. Please take care of yourself. Please look after each other. If you see something, say something. If you can do something, do something. If you hear something, you can do something. And if you can't do something, find someone that will, because we need to protect each other out there. Cheers. 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 God damn, this is good. Fucking A. We didn't have a simple
2: syrup. So my roommate used maple syrup so there's just a hint of maple in
1: this <laughs> that fine
2: yeah no it's it's delightful it gives it a little yeah. different taste
1: and a lot easier than making your own maple syrup or simple syrup- yeah. mm-hmm.
0: all right so this week a post came up and you know because you know you know I'm on every single social media thing in the world and I'm always keeping track of stuff
1: not really you're on blue sky not
0: really but no. uh, <laughs>
1: I'm on Blue
0: Sky. <laughs> there, there was a post that came up, and, and it kind of hit me. And I was like, I've seen this. I know what they're talking about. And the response to the post was actually pretty good. Uh, and for the most part, a lot of people were pretty good about this post. But this person brought up a very valid point of what they said. Uh, so I'm going to read the post off, and then we're going to talk about it. And uh, while I give John his, like, he's going to rant and just throw things and, you know, you know, he, he may break something. I'm going to go and switch over to the paint cam and get that ready. So, here's the post. What is your opinion, and I put quotes around this, psychological warfare as a tactic? For purpose of the discussion, by psychological warfare, I mean any conversation or dialogue surrounding the game, the player's behavior at the table, or things outside of the movement of models and rolls of dice in order to influence your opponent to make mistakes or act in a certain way. Some examples that may be included. Playing purposely fast to rush your opponent, asking excessive questions about a model to make it seem important, leaving models on your tray when it's not in your list, not mentioning or activating a model hiding behind a building so that it's forgotten about, staging models on the table while or before deployment to make an area seem important, etc., etc., this person heard it on a podcast from another game. This wasn't War Machine, it was another game that seemed to be advocating for a bunch of these shenanigans as part of a deployment and behavior. Um, all right, countdown. I'm going to change my screen off. Five, four, Wait, three.
1: You're totally overacting. <laughs> I don't have nearly the problem with all of this as you think.
0: I know. I'm giving.
1: Because the basic point is that is all stuff that needs to be regulated by the community now with one core exception the biggest exception being the not activating a model behind a building technically speaking that camera's working well
0: i didn't Um, turn it on yet
1: uh technically speaking if there is a model behind the building you need to say it activates and it sacrifices it's you know it doesn't do anything at least in most games that's part of the game you have to say that you can't just not say anything about it and hope they forget that's that's against rules per se. The rest of that is stuff that just needs to be regulated in in the the local, you know, meta and group. You there are no rules against it aside from the, the social contract of being a gamer. People have done those mind games for forever. That is the problem with tournaments: is when you start giving prizes, people start doing stuff that's not very sportsmanlike, like throwing rocks at people's heads. We were in spry joke for everyone out there who's not getting Yeah, but uh, it—I can't have a problem with it because if the if the judge doesn't regulate it, and honestly, how do you know if someone is playing fast enough for the first one to try and rush their opponent? Their opponent has plenty of time to just fucking do what they want. If I'm playing a non-timed game and someone plays a fast turn, I'm like, oh, cool, more time for me. More time. Yeah. You much more time at the end of the game. I got no problem with that. That is someone adding a context onto an action that is taken without you knowing what the context is.
0: Yeah. Now, some people were saying that if if a person is playing fast, but you can still see all the dice rolls, you know, you 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 can still... Fast
1: but clean is fine.
0: Correct. And some people were saying that that's not a problem. As long as it's, like you said, fast but clean... Not an let's issue, roll. but if they're playing like I rolled ten dice, I pick them all up really quickly. No, yeah, that's you got to let me those see all, the dice. Those all failed then. Yeah, you got to let me I've see the dice. I've had people
1: doing that. Like I've had di- roll dice against Bowie for say, rolled them, picked up real quick, and he's like, "What happened?" I'm like, "We're not speaking to that ever again." That's what happened. <laughs> you know, if someone rolls dice too fast, they all failed. Cool, let's go on with the next thing. If they didn't fail, you need to roll them so I can see them. And if Bowie does tend slow down, I've heard him. Um, um, but yeah, like. There are certain things that you can't regulate. Now, there's a point in a game that is timed for both players, but not timed individually, where you can tell someone's slow slow playing. Correct. Um, And that's on the judge. A lot of these are judged to work out. You know, not having models out on your tray. I mean, deep, do you know? I mean, if it's a shared list, you can go, like, oh, that's not in his list. Very few games are hidden list games. You know, and then at the end, you can say, "Oh, look, he had that my, that that deep strike unit on his uh, on his tray to go 40k like," and it wasn't actually in his list. You can go talk to the judge about it if it bothers you. If you think he's trying to get an advantage from that, you can tell the judge because that's not okay. Correct. That's, that's kind of against the social thing. Putting your models down in one zone. How do you know they did that as a tactic? Besides, I mean, that one podcast may have said it, but how do you know they did as the a tactic and didn't just put them all down there because it was fucking convenient for them? a lot of what we're talking about is very much judgmental. You know? And you can get past most of that by just not judging. If someone puts all his models in one quarter, I don't even give it a second thought. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll see where they go in to deploy. Yeah, Infinity does have some some abilities that you can have other models mimic. Uh, I actually play uh, Hakkas Flam and Kapokoki, so there's a lot of, you know... Ability to pretend models to pretend to be other stuff. And I just put the other model down. You know, if I have, you know, one of my guys who can who can mimic other people, pretend to be something else, I have another model. How do you know? I won't even let you see my extra models then, but... It, it, it's all real weird. It's kind of... A lot of it's in that don't hate the player, hate the game. If they're going to let it... Players will get away with as much as you'll let them get away with. Yes. And a lot of them aren't doing it maliciously. It's just is the game. That's how they were taught. And if you don't show them a better way, they're not gonna know a better way. You know? And honestly, this all this doesn't even matter except in tournaments and correct. Right. You know, um all the best judges I've known have been like, Hey, if there's anything crazy at your table, raise your hand, call the judge. There's a there's like a negative connotation with calling a judge. There shouldn't be no judge i have a question and my opponent is obviously not going to necessarily rule in my favor because we're your opponents i need a neutral party that's what the judge is there to be neutral party now granted there's a lot of times you may not need that if you know your opponent or if your opponent's playing a you know clean game and Senator says if people don't push the rules when do we know it's too much exactly but you, they push the rules then you tell them no that's too far the judge is going to do that and if you see this in your local community Bring it up to the judge. If you're the judge of the community, bring it up when you give your spiel at the beginning of the game. You give a spiel at the beginning of the tournament, right? Oh, yeah. Like, my favorite was Stubbs. Stubbs used to give a great, great little blurb before the game telling us everything. You know? Don't let other people dictate that stuff. When the game seems like it's going too fast, slow down and go like, hold on. You can't do that like that. I've had a tournament where I I lost a game because... My opponent when my models from like an outside effect or one of his models from an outside effect of mine and then did it the wrong way. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not right. It's like, well, it's already moved now. Now what I should do is in that case, I should call the judge. Like judge, that's cheating. Like quite literally, it's not intentional. Like cheating has this bad term. Is it is possible to cheat not intentionally. He's just trying to be quick and efficient and not realize that he's affecting the game. We don't all think about that stuff. Call the judge. Judge decides. And if you do that yourself, apologize to the person. If you can make it right now, if not, call the judge. Like, oh, snap, I moved him too quickly. You're right. Um, I personally, I moved him too quickly. Cool. Let's uh, let's put him in the most disadvantaged person place that it could be for me along what the rules would say. Right there in the zone. Cool. That's, that's where he is. He's in the zone. That's cool. Sounds good. You know, we're outside or whatever whatever is least advantageous for me, because I'm not looking to get an advantage. I'm trying to follow the rules.
0: Correct. I mean, for the the most part, you, I, we're all, if we do something wrong, accidentally, we're there to correct it. And we correct it. Now, this is, I guess there's a podcast or a group of people that think this is the way to play and win tournaments. I would love
1: for that person for that person to be called out that podcast needs to be called
0: out yeah I don't know what it is I didn't get if a that's chance that's
1: the way it's a local area that's the way it's a local area but we need to go like hey dude don't be saying this that's not how you play that's poor sportsmanship because that's really what that is yes and yeah. almost every single one of the advantages poor sportsmanship you know uh, I look at let's look at it since it's Sunday and Nuffles playing the NFL every time like a play ends and people are pointing different directions I'm like, if you don't know, that's poor sportsmanship. Sometimes they know it's that way, and they're just trying to push the other way and and try to influence the ref. That's poor sportsmanship. That player was brought up wrong. You know? That's what they need to cut down on. Like, it's come on, stop. Stop trying to pretend. Just play the game right. You play the game square, people are going to respect you more. You know, it's just... If you need... Tricks. Win. Tricks outside the context of the game. If your strategy, dice rolling, and tactics are not enough, and list building are not enough to win the game, you don't deserve to win. No. It's okay. You're not going to win every game. I'm here to tell you that.
0: What? But it's so important. My life is geared around... If that's
1: everything in your life, come see me. We'll talk. (laughs) I'll find you something more important in your life. Because it's not. No. It's not everyone is so fucking focused on the destination it's not the destination it's the fucking journey life is the journey if you just focus on destination you will miss everything between there everything you miss times like this just hanging out and chilling you'll miss times with your buddy just hanging out and chilling that is why my local group we play so much as we call it watch machine because we just want to hang out and get together that's the main point that's the, the thing of it. The game is fun and, and, and I enjoy playing, but the main point is to is to get out and play and, and, and have time with my buds. Like we'll, we'll go over to Marshall sometime, just, just chill. Maybe Bowie will play a game against somebody who'll watch, chat, whatever. Maybe play, you know, it's all good. It's just there's gotta be more to it. If you're only focused on winning, then you should not be in a game that has dice. Go find chess. Go find go as That sounds. Find a game that does not require dice, because that's the only way you're going to get to so good, potentially, that you don't that you don't lose games. Because dice will lose you games. It happens. If that doesn't lose you g- lose you games, you're cheating. Not <laughs> focused on losing, but love playing. I love, but we. I think you've always been one of the more upright and fair players in the group. You know, you, you you're not upset about losing. You don't get. Cranky because your cool model gets killed like certain people. Um, you just keep going. Like sometimes you get a little salty, everyone does. Everyone gets salty. Don't worry about that, people. You get salty. But the immortal words of Jimmy Buffett, breathe in, breathe out, move on. It's you can't be focused on the winning. Sometimes it's just in between. And I don't I mean I say this when I play mechware online. You know, it's a PvP game online I don't care if I win I just want to have a good time
2: That's how I felt about playing Overwatch
1: Yeah just a good time I don't I don't I don't feel like I need to win every game I'm not going to win every game I fucking know this But if I enjoy myself cool That's all I care about Um
2: Yeah strategy is not my strong suit I've always just played games for fun Yeah
1: like, it's it's to the point where there's certain games, and we talk about the, the table general games that we always sort of bad mouth. Um, the reason I never played a lot of um, Zombicide with the crew is because it's a couple table generals. And I'm not about that. I don't want table generals. If I sit down to play a turn, like, you should do this, this, and this. Pandemic. You should do this, this, and this. If you're going to make all my moves, why am I here? I can go do something else. You, you can do this.
0: And we're not... And you're not saying, like, hey, guys... You know, you're asking questions like, is this, a, you know, something I should we no, do? No, you can
1: ask questions, fine. But yeah. if someone comes out and says, you should do this, this, and this. And it's okay to give that advice, but you got to read the room and you got to know when you're taking it too far. It's all the same sort of thing. Role-playing games, too. Boom, boom, boom. You know, some people are like, oh, you should do this, this, and this. like, I- I'm playing my character. You know? This isn't like even in you the heyday of fourth edition, which is a very miniature based combat system, it was never still table general. Do what you want. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's what your character wants to do. It's all good. Forget too focused on the role, R O L L, we'll forget the role R O L E. It's okay. That being said, there's certain things you can do to help those players. Help them with math. The kind of stuff that isn't a choice of theirs.
0: Kick them in the teeth.
1: No, don't kick them in the teeth. Oh, dang it. You ruined my fun. If kicking people in the teeth is your fun, you should get an MMA.
2: Jump kicks and throw jabs.
1: Yeah. yeah. Bowie, exactly. Bowie Trigger, do you want to play my turn for me? That's, yeah, cause that's not okay. Someone did that to you in uh, Shadows of Brimstone recently. And you just said no. I'm going to play my turn. That's the way it should be. Sometimes people are like, oh, hey, you forgot about this cool thing you have. Oh, cool, remind me, and then I'll figure out what I want to do. Yeah, that's different. That's the proper way. And if a newer player needs help in any of these games, hey, do you want help? No? Cool. Go. I'll sit here. I don't care. I don't care. People get too upset in a lot of these games, and we're a little outside of regular war games now, thinking that everyone has to do everything perfectly efficiently. They don't. Just yeah. do it. It's okay. We we get people get so focused on the winning they forget the actual ideas for us to get around the table and have fun. And when a game stops being fun, it's no longer a game, it's a chore, and I'm not chore and I'm not fucking playing it anymore. I gotta play chores, that's gonna fucking I work. Win? No. We we got our butts whooped mission after mission in shadows of brimstone. We still had a good time. Xander Voigt says people need to remember: don't raffle stuff all the time because who will leave will leave if they're losing all the time. You won't be able to play. Exactly. You have to know. I mean, you you have to know your audience. You have to know how to play people differently. Now, granted, in a tournament, it's completely different. Yeah. Because you come into a tournament knowing people are bringing their A game.
0: Yeah, people are I, there I no to point.
1: win. Yeah, they're to win. That's fine. That's the point of the tournament. That is the time for this. You know, I tell stories of a couple, you know, uh, of Star Wars card game tournaments where, you know, the guys have put something on the TV I haven't seen before. And I just fold spin and mealy my opponent quickly because I wish to watch what's on the TV. You know, it is what it is It's a tournament. I try not to, but at a certain point, you know, that's that's kind of the point. You, you have to know what your specific objective is in any sort of game. You missed the names of for fun, wiki, weird shit. Yeah. We all got tournament focus. We got tournament crazy for a long time there. We're only now starting to come out of it. And funny enough, GW is a big one for, for putting the boot in the, the tournament stuff because they don't fucking care. There's when people buy their models and have fun. They don't even really care. People are having more fun. They're gonna buy more models to have different fun and then they'll keep going. Right? Yeah. And granted, they can focus on tournaments, but they still they're still focused on making stuff as balanced as possible. Which ever really be perfect balance. It's out of balance to speak. Well played, sir. Well played.
0: Oh, I uh, forgot to say I was going to do
1: something. To do something.
0: I was going to show the. Let me check. Okay. Oh, Carlac. Yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah. There's the the with with the leather armor attached, and then they got me show the non-nude version. Okay. And then you can do the...
1: Oh, the tunic version? Yeah.
0: yeah, then you can put the tunic on. See so if you wanted to paint, you know. Oh, that's, um, cool. Blah, blah. that's cool. That way it makes it yes, a little bit easier the... to paint.
2: I like that version better. Or, yeah, you have to put the tunic on. Yeah, and there's oh, another piece that goes armor. in the back.
0: Yeah, you put the leather armor on. But I mean...
2: That way you can get that skin tone down, right? Yep.
0: Got that good old smirk. This is the base she comes on to tell you how big it is. So, it's huge.
1: I mean, I can't tell. Close-up scale doesn't help me none, sir. What? What's that in millimeters?
0: <laughs> big.
1: Uh, 80? 90? Uh, 100?
0: Maybe, maybe 100. Give me a second.
1: You, know, you gotta have a fucking tape measure there, son. You gots to. Call <sighs> yourself a miniature gamer. I don't even play many miniature games that require tape measure. I still got one within arm's reach, more or less.
0: It is about a 112 millimeter base. Interesting.
1: 112 is a very odd amount, but okay.
0: Yeah, it could be the 3D printing and stuff or the way it was done. <laughs> so, but yeah. So.
1: Yeah, so back to the main topic of Sorry. that. Um, Gonzo thought I was going to rant all. I'm not. I mean, <laughs> I fully understand, like I said, the whole don't hate the player hate the game mentality. Now, should this be touted as the way to play? No, it should not. The goal, the pure goal of a tournament is to beat your opponent because you're actually better at the game than them. Not because you play better mind games. Now, in a game, sometimes that may happen there. I remember a time when uh, David played a guy, a new guy at one of tournaments. And he's like, that guy, uh, he's interesting. And like, he, he, he doesn't react well if he doesn't know what you're doing. So I'm like, I'm going to do this crazy thing and see how much it confuses him. I mean, at the end of the day, that's, that's kind of a tactic but it's within the game tactic. I am moving a game model in a game position to get an advantage in the game by making him wonder what the hell I'm doing. It's not, I'm putting models on the board before the game to try and intimidate him. Which is a very weird thing to do. I don't know why people will be worried about that. They don't care what you have on your tray. But when you start playing a game, if you're playing a game in a tournament, you can look at an army and go, mm, he's got more stuff than that. Or, oh, he doesn't have more stuff than that. You can usually tell. But yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's got to be self-regulated. A lot of the environment does. There's a whole bunch of uh, uh, the gamer social contract that I feel is left unsaid when it should not be left unsaid. It should be pretty specific. You know, you need to know, and that's part of the judge's job in a tournament to know what it's going to be. You know, having run more than my share of Magic tournaments, you know, I got to the point where I said, "Someone, look." A- if I think you're slow playing, I'm gonna DQ you. It's that simple. I ain't gonna be here all night. If I suspect you of slow playing, I'll give you a warning, and then after that, you're fucking disqualified. Your opponent wins, get the fuck out of here. And as a result, no one ever slow, slow played. There are a couple times I thought they might be, but they were they were they were walking the line of like, okay, I don't want to do this, cool, and go on. Never once, you know, got anyone there. Now opponents would accuse them of that because of my my policy, but I'm like, look, I don't think he's slow playing. He's still well within normal time for the tournament. Uh, so is what it is. But as a judge, you need to be—you need to lay the law down. Outside anything outside of the actual rules for the game, you have to lay the law down because you are the law. I am the law. That's where you're the judge. Dread. I mean, maybe. But if they dread you, they're in too many.
2: Red is such a good movie.
1: <laughs> but, so yeah. You have to you, get off
2: topic. No,
1: I mean, I'm just, it's, what? I What? Mean, we get just here.
0: derailed? Never.
2: Yeah.
1: Awesome. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, has to be self regulating. You have to do it. And you are got to bring it up to the, to the judge if you can't. Like we say always if you see something, say something. You know, I was playing a tournament, uh, Actually funny, with Bowie at Out of Bounds, which is the story played at that. It was a Star Wars tournament, and I noticed the player he was playing against was cheating. Now granted we couldn't prove it because he put it down after that, but we but I saw him he would shuffle his deck, shuffle his deck, and then suddenly he'd stop, back the cards up, and then shuffle them back like this. I'm like, okay, he's placed the car on top, because we've gotten very lackadaisical about cutting decks. Which is why Bowie, I think, will always cut decks nowadays. <laughs>
0: He learned his lesson.
1: Uh, I mean, it was it was interesting. Let's just say, there's. I mean, he calmed it out, but I but I saw it and brought it to Joe's attention because I mean, that's blatantly cheating them. But that's the thing you got to keep an eye out for. You don't just go like, oh, cool, whatever.
0: Yeah, and there's actual just you know to blow this out there. There are videos and channels like how to cheat at War Machine, how to cheat at you know, 40 K how I'm like, you're a dick,
1: which as an educational thing, it should be presented as how to spot someone cheating in certain ways that are common. But if you're telling someone how to actually cheat, then, um, don't you ever show up at the tournament? I'm at, you will have my full attention and you don't (laughs) want my full attention.
0: Yeah. I saw that at one point and I was like, yeah, you're a dick.
1: Yeah. That's not good. You should not be cheating.
0: No if cheat. You need to cheat,
1: then why are you playing?
0: Yeah. No need for that. Mm-hmm. None whatsoever.
1: Well, what you got, Gonzo? Oh, I didn't even rant.
0: I know. I knew that you two would do a very good at r- r- version of explaining properly.
1: Well, again, it's it's, it's not something that I feel is rant worthy, though, as a big thing, you know? Because there's reality to deal with. It. It's not like, what's your. What's your, what's your take on YouTube channels that tell people how to cheat? I mean, That'll get a rant out of me. <laughs>
2: yeah, just a bit.
1: Fuck those guys. Almost as much as the guys who are like, how to win at role-playing games. Oh.
2: There's no winning at role-playing games. There <laughs> is.
1: When we all have fun, then we win.
2: Yeah.
1: That's a little discussion. There's a bunch of the uh, old school gamers who talk about how to win the... And I hate to lump all those guys together, but man, a lot of the old school gamers are like Guy Gax's vision of D and D. Like, cool, fuck out of here. But you know how you and your buddies play at your table? I don't even fucking care. Yeah. Like one guy showed his his seventh edition rulebook where he scribbled out, our fifth edition rulebook where he scribbled out the whole thing about you have to fail three death saving throws, blah blah blah. He's like, when you reach zero hit points, you're dead. Roll a new character. Cool, that's your rules. Yeah. But I warn you that that is role playing ROLL, not role playing ROLE, because no one's going to want to get involved with the character. If your character can die very easily in a game, and I'm here to tell you, 5th edition is pretty lethal. Yeah. I would say it is one of the kind of flaws with the game it's very lethal. The Death Saving throws throttle it back a bit. I'd probably make it seem to make it playable with my limited experience in it, but not, not a huge fan. You want to be, you want to love your characters, you know. You want to, you want to tell yeah. a story with them. I can't tell a story with a character from changing characters every two weeks. What? And what story are we telling?
0: That people die a lot really quickly.
1: That's not a story I'm interested in. That's called fucking real life, <laughs> and that can go fuck itself.
0: So, now I just thought it was a very interesting article and a very thing that people, you know, because conventions are starting back up tournaments are starting back up mm-hmm. you know games are starting back up and i'm like yeah you're a dick I, yeah. I don't care what it says that that's just a dick move
1: i mean wheaton's law yeah don't be a dick
0: don't be a yep. dick
2: i like that that's wheaton's law now yeah
1: <laughs> well he said it enough yeah um, and the worst thing is is that people were a dick enough to him that he's not on a lot of social media anymore which is too bad because i miss him because he's had insightful and interesting things
2: yeah, same.
1: But people were dicks, so. They but again, nowadays, listen. I just go to, you know, my Twitter law, block that fucker and move on.
0: Yup. Remember
1: when I told you I was getting in a Twitter fight the other day?
0: Yep. what was that one about?
1: Uh, apparently someone basically reprinted the rules to chain mail and changed a couple minor things and presenting it as a new product, which is wrong. Yeah. yeah. But since then, the guy who brought it up has been found to be a piece of shit, so I blocked that fucker and moved on. (laughs) Because there's no place for misogyny and homophobia, racism. None of that shit is okay in the gaming community, I'm here to tell you.
2: Oh, absolutely not.
1: And y'all need to stop calling everyone gatekeepers. Because here's the thing, most people cry about gatekeepers are the pieces of shit. And you're not welcome. Every gaming company has said that. You know? Like, even early D&D, Gygaxian D&D has said something about diversity and how wonderful it is and how much they love the diverse people who are in playing D&D. Because, hell yeah.
0: I do more friends? Yeah.
1: You don't get anywhere by being, you know, a piece of shit like that. But... And, And people may ignore people, but I'm telling you, you're on Twitter, just fucking block that person because blocking a person hurts them. They may not know it, but they revealed the Twitter algorithm a long time ago and it shows that if you block somebody, less people see their posts. You're doing everyone a service by blocking a fucker. Less other people get to see it. You're causing less anger in the world. That is good. What was the one? Oh, what was the one today? The, uh, The Striking Scorpion one, yes. And this sounds like gatekeeping and all, but it's not. But if you're gonna comment on stuff for a fucking hobby, at least have a modicum of knowledge. This tweet we saw today was it was in reference to the new plastic striking scorpions. I have a soft spot in my heart with striking scorpions. They're cool. Love some of them Eldar. Oh yeah. scorpions. And the person said, "Wow, cool green painted Eldar with chainsaws are most definitely not taken from or inspired by the Imperium." W really getting in on the kit bashing. And I don't, I didn't see the original tweet. Someone, someone copied and pasted that. Didn't actually quote treat or anything for me to look into it further. But mm-hmm. if that is serious, that person like get a fucking clue, dude. Struck is around for a long fucking time. A long fucking time. And maybe it's just me, but when I get into a hobby, I tend to try and get in and understand it. Or ask questions. Like, hey man, these seem like some weird ripoff thing. If these guys been around for a while, someone will tell you. If you're saying like i'm being totally serious they'll be like cool yeah no absolutely they've been around for a while and then there you go oh dog's being loud
0: yeah that's theo yes i'll go oh we'll talk about next we still got
2: 20 minutes left in the main
1: No. I mean, so if we want to continue the idea of that topic, if we can continue it on to, let's say, role-playing at conventions. Back to the same thing. Remember, there's no winning aside from having fun at role-playing games. You don't need to try and win at the game at a convention. You're just supposed to have fun and enjoy the game. Yep. You know, you should work with your other players and not against. Um, it's been a very long time since I played a role playing game at a convention, but when I did, there were certain ones that there were, you know, rounds too. You 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 get you play the first round, you might make it the second round, which is cool. I got no problem with that. But still, even in that, the one time I did that, I made the second round because I was a team player and helped everyone. So try to think remember that there are other people playing these games with you all of these games and we're all trying to have fun so don't try and have to have your fun at the expense of everyone else's fun which is kind of what you're doing in the other one if you're if you're cheating to try and make an advantage you're trying to have fun at the expense of the other player don't try to have fun with the other player yeah because that is how we win at every game by all having fun together the more fun we have, the more people see we're having fun and the more people want to play the game, that's more people to have fun with.
2: People don't want to see people bitching because they didn't win. No, they be...
1: When did we lose the ability to be happy for someone else?
2: Yeah.
0: When it became a me, me culture.
1: I mean, like, oh, hey, cool, this happened to me. Awesome. I'm super happy for you. Not like, oh, hey, where's mine? I don't need mine. They got theirs. For all of his faults, Louis C.K., who had some drama, in one of his episodes, he even said, hey, you don't need to look and see what your neighbor has, aside from to see if they have enough. They have enough? Cool. Who cares if they have beyond that? They're okay. That's all we needed to do. Look at your neighbor. Is your neighbor okay? Cool. Don't worry about what they have beyond that. Who cares if they got the Mercedes-Benz? You don't have the Mercedes-Benz. I don't fucking care. Are they okay? They're okay? The world's better. It's all good. It applies to games. You know? You can be. You can be happy for the people who are getting the stuff. Like, that's not to say you need to be, you know, you can't necessarily want some things yourself, but just be happy when someone else has got them. You know, the example is someone's like. Uh, what was it? There was a re-release of some Space Marine unit. Like, oh, a new Space Marine unit, and someone's like, oh, in before Eldar players, bitch. I'm like, well, I mean, they have a right to complain. The Warp Spider models are the same models that were in GW in 1994 or 95. <laughs> That's an unprecedented, ro- you know, run for a mold. We can be a little upset that the same Space Marines have gotten 17 different sets between them. Constructive criticism should always be allowed. You need to look before that. People like to say, and like everyone's bitching. No, they're not bitching. It's Constructive Criticism. Like, oh, cool, that's a cool set for Space Marines. I'd like to see some new spets with that kind of detail for the Eldar stuff. For, work writers, for that unit you love that doesn't get a new set. It's okay with that. Don't shout everyone down. But the same method. This is the, this is where it gets hard. It's the damnable things. This is also hard. Don't let people just bitch, moan, and whine if they're not being constructive. Uh, on one of the discords about uh, about uh, MechWare Online, a lot of guys were complaining about something. I let them go. Cool, go get get it off your chest. But now, three days later, there's someone brings it up, and they just all go through the same arguments. Come like guys, you're going to the same arguments again. Stop. I don't want to see this. If In you there, want there. to affect this thing, go to the Discord where the guys who do that thing are and go fucking tell them. And they're going back with like, look, I never said the thing was okay. I just said, go where you can affect it. I'm a, all for everyone getting something off their chest. I am a good listener for that. But when it's every time you bring it up, maybe you need to go tell the people involved. You know, and it's hard. I know it's hard. And sometimes you just want to be, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, If it's, if it's not taking too long, if it's, you can do that. That's cool. You know, it would be like bitching on something in 5th edition for the 17th time. I mean, I'm mean, i not going to say you're paying a piece once and be on with it. It's all good. I am happy everyone has 5th edition and loves 5th edition. There's more people playing role-playing games, as an example, not a call-out. I don't have to like all of it. I'm a veteran veteran role player. If I don't like part of it, I can't change it. But I'm happy that everyone has it out there. I am happy that all these these, these uh, actual play streams and podcasts and everything are out there. I'm super happy. That gets people into the game. Mm-hmm. I don't care what game they get into. It all leads to the other one. At the end of the day, we're all brothers and sisters in gaming. And that's what's important. And I don't care if you don't like Critical Role. I don't care if you don't like Dimension 20. Yeah. But just let people have their own fun. And that was supposed to be, when COVID hit, that was supposed to be Mima John's whole thing for the year that got shut down by COVID. Let people have their fun. If, if what people are having fun with doesn't affect you, who cares? Because it does affect you. They're having fun. That makes the world more full of more fun. Everyone will have more fun then. Fun, like laughter, is contagious. That is why so many comedy things have laugh tracks. Because you're laughing along. Who cares if they're actually funny or not? You're laughing, you're having a good time. This is a good time, right? Who cares at that point? You came knowing what it was about. You're laughing, having a good time. It's all good. Just have fun. Enjoy it. And if you don't like it, when someone asks your opinion, you can give your your opinion, and then you're done with it. Like, every time someone goes through Twitter, like, someone posted, and I think I mentioned this on uh, our our internal chat, someone posted Zack Schneider is the goat. And I'm like, motherfucker. That is so wrong. But I didn't say anything. What the fuck do I care? He thinks it's the goat. He enjoys it. I just move on with my life. Right?
2: Yeah. I don't have to argue argue with random strangers on the internet. You have better uses of your
1: time. Yes. It's okay if people don't like what you like, it's okay. I know it hurts a little bit because you want to enjoy that thing with somebody else. The internet's out there. Find the fan page. Enjoy it that way. Boy, I'm well and truly off topic, aren't I? (laughs) But just find it, you know,
2: let us get off topic.
1: Yeah. If you love Zack Snyder's movies, that's cool. Go find the people who love Zack Snyder's movie. Enjoy it together. Have a great time. If you love, you know, cats, Go find the people who love cats. I mean the movie, not the musical. Actually, same with both. But if you love cats, the movie, which is the thing I would feel crazy about, go find people who love it all so it's all good. Enjoy it together. Just don't bring us randos into it. We don't want to be involved. You know? I know it's a complicated social skill to know when not to bring something up with somebody. But sometimes you got to know. You know, you go into a bar, you go into a group of people, you're talking. They you bring something up, they don't like it. Cool, don't bring it up again. It's okay. They don't like it. Find something that you all like together. Talk about that. All your friends are not going to like all the same things you like. Learned what? that many years ago. It's okay. Shit.
2: That is unacceptable, John.
1: They can still be your lifelong friends. Bowie doesn't like a lot of the things I like. It's okay. It's okay. We'll talk about the stuff we do both like. It's all good. Right. And the quicker we all realize that, games and everything, the better off we'll be. If you don't like to get kind of back on topic, the way tournaments are running in the area, don't fucking play them. They're the ones losing out. You've got plenty of other with things with, to do with your time. Trust me, you do. We all do. The tournaments aren't cool then don't play him. I'm allowed to be wrong. I should not hold it against him. I mean, remember, most things we disagree about are art, and art is completely subjective. Don't ever, anyone ever forget that. When the movie critic, I, one of the movie critics that I've followed for a long time, says, I don't know how Marvel thought Ant-Man and yeah, Ant-Man and Quantumania was a good movie. Anyone can tell. That's a piece of shit. I'm like, right. I'm not trusting your opinions in anything anymore because art is subjective, and you fucking know that. You know, I... I Someone out there loves cats the movie. Multiple someones. That's cool. Just don't talk to me about it. I don't care. To my eyes, they'd be wrong, but it's an opinion. Opinions are never wrong, just different. Unless they're based off of wrong facts, then that's a different story. But opinions about art are never wrong. You may love this poster of Captain America. I do. Bounso may not. It's okay. Nice fucking poster. And it's okay. It doesn't... Would not hurt my feelings at all if you didn't like that poster. Quite to- honestly, as soon as we get on the podcast, I would completely forget about the topic. That's okay. <laughs> you just, just have to respect people have opinions about things, and they might not be the same as you.
0: Yeah, I just know that you know conventions, tournaments, all that type of stuff is starting to come back in full swing, mm-hmm. which is good, but. I thought it would be relevant, but there's also something we need to talk about since conventions are coming back in full swing. John, what's the rules of going to a convention?
1: Uh, the, 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 the one, two, three
0: rule. The one, two, three rules.
1: One shower, two meals, three hours of sleep at least. <laughs> yep. Those are the rules. I didn't make. Literally, did not make them up. Those. Those are the rules. Take care of yourself. Yeah. I know you want to go to the convention and go hard. Don't. We're all getting older. We cannot do shit like we used to. Yeah, there's. Trust me. I know.
0: There's been a lot of, and we're the old, getting to be the older crowd that are go know. there and, and they, that. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna play like 12 hours of the game. No, you're not. You're, you're. I mean, last year we had someone yeah. hurt their back because they were like, I'm just gonna lean over this table. How many hours have you done this before? Well, before COVID, there we go. <laughs> yep. you're not We're used not. to going 12, 15 COVID hours again. It hasn't
1: been off long enough for us to be back in fighting trim. Let's just say. Speaking of fighting trim, I've lost six more pounds.
0: Woohoo! I'll drink to My that driver's again. Driver's
1: license is now incorrect the other way, which has been a long time. But anyways, yeah, Woo-hoo! you're not in fighting trim. It's okay. There's this I'll rant again a little bit. Probably because I've been drinking.
2: <laughs>
1: what? Yeah, I know, right? I mean, only this much. I mean? This about, some about... But, anyways, um, um, there's this toxic trait that you know, asking for help or taking it easy is weakness, and you cannot show weakness. Why not? Who the fuck are these people? They're never going to fucking see you again. Or if they do, they're not going to remember this fucking thing. They're not going to remember that you asked for help. Like, oh, crap, my back hurts. Can someone, you know, you know, help me a little bit over to a chair or something? Fucking ask for help if you need help is okay. That being said, other end, if someone asks for help, fucking help them. If you can't help them, find someone who can. Look, my eyes are crazy. Everyone knows that. You can see me on the podcast. We went to a movie way back in the day. I had to sit in the front row because he came in late. And I saw the whole movie, it was cool, but my eyes focused wrong, like they could do. And I could not walk on the way out. So, I mean, did I, did I try and power through it? No. I said, hey, Marshall, I need help. And he fucking helped me out, you know. Arm around a shoulder, help me walk out of the fucking theater. It's okay. It's okay to ask for help. It's not weakness. It's just fucking being intelligent. <clears throat> Everyone's so worried about that. If your friends and... <coughs> just random strangers who are not pieces of shit will understand. Like, oh, that guy needs a little help. I mentioned it last week. It was at the the mall, and the woman was wandering around kind of confusedly, and I asked do you need help, ma'am? It's okay to ask for help. There's nothing wrong with it. And this is the paranoid guy saying, I'm a little paranoid. I don't mind asking for help. Sometimes you just need help. But don't just think you can power through all of it because you can't wise man once said, you get by with all help from your friends. That may be the only time to make a Beatles reference. Anyone?
0: <clears throat> Sorry. And
2: now, and now I've got Joe Cocker playing in my head. Thank you. That works too. <laughs>
0: hey,
1: look, that's a good version. I'm not going to lie.
0: Yeah, no, I mean... Uh, with people going to conventions and all that stuff, I mean, we... Man... Are you there to be a dick or are you there to have fun? If you're there to be a dick, go be a dick somewhere else.
1: Absolutely.
0: I, I'm i going to tell you right now, if someone comes up to me at a convention and starts bitching about something, I'm like, unless it's something, you know, worthwhile bitching about, but if it's something stupid, I'm like, listen, are you here to play games or are you not here to play games? <laughs>
1: are you here to deliver food and without a badge?
0: <laughs> are you here just to have fun? Because you paid money, and you bought a hotel room. so.
1: But that doesn't necessarily give you rights beyond that. You get the same rights as everyone else. And I'll tell this in a way so Gonzo doesn't have to. We had a customer back at Games Workshop. I wasn't Mm -hmm. in the store. I I I didn't work at the store. I worked in the main office, but I was at the store every fucking day because it was attached. And we had a guy who would always come in and expect more because he spends a lot of money. Like, dude, we don't fucking care what you, sell, what you spend. We're going to give you the same service as little Billy over there who spends you know, his $15 allowance. It don't matter how much you spend. We don't have a program for that. That's fair.
2: Yeah.
1: In fact, if anything, if you wanted it to be equity, we would give him a deal because he doesn't have a lot of money so he can get more models so he can play better and not you. Don't be entitled. None of us are entitled to shit. That is the rule of the world. You're entitled to exactly nothing. Don't be entitled and be happy when someone gives you maybe more than you expected. Because they didn't have to. They're being nice. You know? And it's part of that whole be happy for other people. Someone else gets a deal on something, be happy they get a deal on something. Don't Mm -hmm. expect the same deal. I don't.
0: No, I can usually afford my stuff that I want.
1: If someone wants to give me a deal, something absolutely, I'm not upset that stream other streamers get, you know, like action figures for free. I don't fucking care. I don't do action figures in the stream, but to get free ones, I might. But it doesn't matter to me. It's okay. If
0: I get it, cool. I am
1: happy that they got some so they can preview for the rest of us. That's cool.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't have to be given the same thing. I don't have to be given anything. I know that. I am eminently grateful for everything. You know, Cullfish Colors. I am eminently grateful for what they've done for us. Very grateful. They didn't have to. And I very much appreciate it. You know? Hey. Everything that all of our, our sponsors do for us. Anyone, sponsor or not, I don't they don't have to, and I appreciate that they do. By the same measure when they do it for other other uh streamers and all. I look at that. For example, I'm gonna look here. You know, Glitch Inner Streams. One of their other Twitch streams I watch got sponsored by them. Try some stuff out. Do that. Try some of that stuff out. Take a look. You're helping people. Help people how you can. Streamers will say, we don't expect everyone to support us for everything. We don't expect you to subscribe, Patreon, or whatever. You do what you can. And we appreciate that greatly. You know, every streamer says that. I have a streamer say, hey, dude, dude, you're doing too much. Not to me, but to people who are there. You know, because they, they want you to be around for the long term. They're happy they're doing stuff, but you don't have to. Now let's expect it, you know?
0: Well, I mean, but there you is... You can not um... stream
1: and expect that we're going to get subscribers and you guys are going to give us lots of money. And everyone's like, oh, John, you've been streaming for 15 years. How much money do you make? <laughs> 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 yeah, I so get much. that, dude. I do it for fucking fun. You
0: know, it's interesting. As I was uh, on that subject, I was watching... Uh, this subreddit post where somebody it's like Reddit fails or whatever and this lady was on there, You've been watching me for, you know, five hours and you haven't even tipped or subscribed and all of a sudden her subscriber count went lower and lower and lower because it's like you need to give her money because you're there and I'm like, If you're doing it for the money, you know, you're gonna lose people.
1: Yeah. Everyone who doesn't spend for the money doesn't succeed. People who do it because they enjoy it and then try to make it worth it, cool. Yeah, it's all good. We all do what we can for who we can. That's all you should do. Don't expect nothing. Just be happy when it happens.
0: Be happy. Um, We're going to go to the media section as we transition over. Uh, John says he has about seven things. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine things to talk about.
1: I have one more than I have middle fingers. (laughs)
0: so you both have three so let me go with my first ones and they're not like not all of them are nine or big reviews but um wanted to say doom patrol is back on Max. so if you're watching that it's back we got first two episodes it is the last season of doom patrol um i'm looking forward to it because i'm looking forward to the end of the series so we can see how it is um but the one thing just that I'm... for the
1: record, it's not surprising it's ending because we all know James Gunn's going to do his own thing with the DC universe, and that's okay.
0: Yeah, but yeah, the TV show is this is the end yeah. of the TV show. Um, but what I'm really looking forward to is I think November 10th for all mankind is coming back. Uh, for the people who don't know, for all mankind is an alternate universe if the space race didn't stop. And we kept on investing in NASA and started improving and all this other stuff, and it kept on going. Um, I've liked it. It's been a great series. It's been really fun, very interesting. Do what? Apple Plus? Yeah, Apple Plus. Um, been really, really we'll get
1: good. that soon because they got more stuff coming out. I'm going to do a month or two of Apple Plus. Going to put a bullet in Paramount.
0: Yeah. Um, but I've been enjoying it. I'm looking forward because this is the last season also. So I'm no. like, I want to see where they're going to end it um, and go, but I'm looking forward to it. Cause it's been, it was a, it was a surprise hit for me when I first saw it. Cause it was like, Oh, this is the normal space race where we go to the moon. And then they're like, Oh, we're still racing for everything else still. And it, you know, the, the alternate earth history, <laughs> which I thought was interesting and I like it <laughs> type thing. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then what is the, uh, what's the monster one that's coming out on Apple plus also? um the godzilla one.
1: Oh, um oh, oh. monument or whatever
0: yeah i think it is monument monarch monarch, monarch. yes yeah. that one's coming out soon too and i'm looking forward to yeah. that because that looks like it's That's gonna be interesting
1: because uh Banyan got uh, paramount plus because he uses it way more than me so i'm gonna steal his password for that and then i'll get apple apple plus for a month or two at least just to get all the things that are there
0: yeah. Yeah,
2: I, I want to see. I want to see Monarch
1: for There's sure. There's
0: Ted Lasso and Monarch. <laughs> you can watch that, but um, which is interesting because another thing I'm going to talk about is Invasion, which is actually going to be a review. Uh, Invasion this is the second season of Invasion, where we have aliens that came down trying to take over the planet. Blah blah blah. Uh, season's still going. Uh, it's still good. Still interesting. Still fun. It is getting a little bit out there because it's like the person they're trying to solve and connect with, it's all this weird science type thing going on. And you're just like, huh? Okay. Yeah. Well, you're a world. Let's go ahead and go with it. I tell everyone go, stuck on my head. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Same. Weird same. Uh, so I'm just letting oh, it ride the elf, and see how it goes, but I'm enjoying it. It's still a decent, you know, sci-fi show that we still need good amounts of that. Um so uh once the final season comes up I will give a full rating on it. Nerd? What's your first one?
2: Uh Hotel Transylvania which I'd never actually
0: seen. <laughs> sure, I haven't um, seen it.
2: It's cute. Like I wasn't quite sure I'm like okay it's an Adam Sandler animated movie. How good I'm the first be? to
1: say Adam Sandler actually does have some talent
2: yeah and like I knew that these were popular movies I I've never seen any of the series I think there's what like two or three of them yeah at least three yeah and I my roommate was watching it so I just sat down and watched it with her and I ended up liking it more than I thought and especially like catching all the voice actors that were in it I was just like oh that's so and so oh that's Oh that's them. Oh, okay. And just like like you can totally tell which ones see Buscemi kind of a thing.
1: <laughs> oh my god, there's four of them.
2: Four hotel Transylvanias? Wow. Yeah, one
1: came out last year, fourth one came out last year.
2: Damn.
1: This is not I mean it's solid reviews, not great reviews.
2: But yeah, I give it like one. <laughs> Space RP? No, that's not bad. Yeah. I liked it better than Adam's Family.
0: The cartoon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree with <laughs> you on that. Fair enough.
2: All right,
1: John. Uh, I finally got around to watching uh, Lupin the Third, the first.
2: <laughs> Ooh, and.
1: I loved it. It was great. It's like watching an Indiana Jones adventure, just more thieves in it.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Super was... fun. Like you could literally see this being an Indiana Jones adventure. Like oh, minor crazy. rewrites would be perfect for that. Um, I enjoyed it. It, it is kind of like you see the plot elements coming, but they, they string you out long enough that you start to doubt yourself. Like, wait, I'm pretty sure it's that. Is it that? But then, like, okay, it was. Like, I saw pretty much every plot element coming. It was fine. It was very... It
2: was predictable, but fun.
1: Yeah, very fun, very enjoyable. Um, Again, you do see most of the plot coming, but... uh, The computer art, computer animated uh, animation was was pretty solid. Still a little more of a fan of regular, but I would not be upset with seeing more things like this. Um, I
2: think they did a good job with it. Mm Mm-hmm. Given, I I think they did a good job of stylizing it.
1: Yeah. At no point was it very jarring. You're just like, this is the style. This is cool. Um, Yeah, I very much enjoyed it. It was very, very um, loop in the third. Maybe not quite as good as some of his others, but very solid. I would also give it like one. It was really good. And me, a little, it it rode the line between. For kids and not for kids very well. You could have most kids watch this. Nothing there was graphic or terrible. Most times, anything bad happened, they sort of put away and let you know what would happen without letting you see it. It was very yeah. well done. in That very enjoyable. I do not buy. I do not re- regret buying the steel book at all. Cool. Rondo.
0: Um. So I started watching. As we know, Loki came back. Uh, second episode is out.
1: I haven't
0: started it yet yeah no uh, no spoilers so just say do kind of want
1: to watch uh quantum mania beforehand so yeah. i need to get
0: book some time yeah so no spoilers i'm not gonna you know spoil anything uh i am enjoying it uh there is a little bit of uh old school type stuff in this and uh enjoyed episode one and two very curious how it's going to play out I'm having fun with it, but it made me flashback to an old movie that I wanted to watch, which I will give a review a little bit later. But so far, uh, Loki episode one and two, spot on. Very good. Love it so far.
2: Uh, I would say the same. I totally forgot that I had watched those. So, yep. Loki, also awesome. Um, So to talk about something different, I rewatched, my roommate had never seen The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982, if I remember correctly. Pick me. Go pick me. Uh, John? Yeah. Yeah, John?
1: I own it and have never seen it. Uh, Oh. What? This is a classic. I need to get this and see this. And it's on my shelf and I haven't watched it yet.
0: That is a classic word.
1: I've seen enough clips that I know the movie. Oh, yeah, I know. I've seen all the clips.
2: Special practical effects. Uh, yeah. And also, Baby Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, uh,
1: the computer wore tennis shoes. Is Baby Kurt Russell? This is no. Much I'm, more, full you, I'm the full beard. Full. Beard.
2: That's true, and that hat that they make him wear throughout this movie. I mean, uh, they're in Antarctica. That's true. But yeah, no, I give the thing like half a Space Herbie because it's it's a classic. It's a good one.
1: It'll get watched at some point. I'm trying to just get enough stuff watched every week i'll catch up on the backlog i'm trying to get at least one backlog a week which is why i got looping the third the first because i told you i'd watch it and i had it so i had to get to that uh my other is actually gonzo's fault oh completely his fault yes um i rewatched watched uh, uh the Adventures of buckaroo bonsai <laughs>
0: because he had sent
1: me a clip of behind the scenes stuff an interview with uh i believe the one you sent me was peter weller but yes and i went down the rabbit hole there's a bunch there's a bunch of great interviews that are on YouTube that are not on the not in the Steelbook also. So I watched Buckaroo Banzai. Do, do I need to review it? It's, it's fucking Buckaroo Banzai. It's great. What I'm actually talking about is the special features. Because so I actually put the second disc in today and watched all the special features. I mean all of them. They have Buckaroo Banzai Declassified, which is a kind of behind the scenes, but it's, it is good content. I kind of don't like the W.D. Richter, the director and writer, also wrote some other movies I like that aren't great and some movies I like that are great like Big Trouble Little China. That's the only wrote I like that he wrote that I like that isn't great is Stealth. I enjoy that movie unabashedly. Is it a good movie? Probably not. But it hits all the right moves with me. Weird that it's him again, but he hasn't done much. Like honestly he's more writing direct his only directorial thing really is is Booker Bonsai. But he plays it like the whole Declassified is like, like Walker Banzai is real and he's just doing, you know, a movie version of real life events for him, which is, would be kind of fun, but I'm really much more interested in actual behind the scenes stuff. Gotcha. I would say for that, all the stuff that's on YouTube is much better. Interviews with, with um, Peter Weller, John Lithgow, um, Louis Smith, who plays Perfect Tommy, all those guys. There's a bunch of reviews with everyone. Uh, The interview with, My brain's going to kill me, and it shouldn't. Yeah, I played the Kurgan.
2: Oh, Clancy Brown.
1: Yeah, well, Clancy Brown's great. And the one thing through all of these I got was that they all had a fucking blast making it. And none of them actually understand the movie, and they don't care because they had fucking fun. Yeah. And it shows. They had good camaraderie and fun. And, like, like, everyone says, like, they had a great time making it, you know? You know, uh, uh, John Lethko talks about the... Uh, I think it was hairdresser, Italian hairdresser, that he stole the accent from or something like that. Maybe a janitor. The, the Italian guy who's not related to the movie at all, but he stole the accent for uh, for uh, his character, Emilio Lazzardo slash John Warfin, from... And he's actually credited in the
2: movie.
1: <laughs> he says he got calls like, where's this uh, this uh, dialect coach you worked with? And it's just a guy he stole the accent from. It's great. <laughs> but... I mean, I love Buck Banzai. The special features, the deleted scenes, you can see why most of them were deleted um, because they sort of slow the story down in a lot of cases or induce useless information. There's only like one or two I thought would have been great with introduced characters. Who otherwise, I don't know the name of. I mean, I love Buck Banzai. I'm like, I don't know this character's name. He's not introduced at any point. Like, there's one computer guy that suddenly is in the group, and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, you just accept it because. The Hong Kong Cavaliers. That's how they are. <laughs> but you're like, I've, who is this guy?
2: I've He's never just seen here. Bacchuru
0: Nope. I have said. You got to see it. It's it mandatory.
1: Is super quirky. Very weird. You'll probably love it.
0: Yeah. It's silly. Uh,
2: it's Either, been. A, it's been on my recommended list for. Yeah. No, I mean. I mean, like,
1: look, look. Look. I didn't see the thing. It's, it's understandable. Like we, yeah. we all miss movies. But, yeah, I love Buckaroo Banzai. Absolutely love it. Um, good to see all the deleted scenes. Good to see the original trailer and everything. I understand why it didn't do well in the theater. It was a movie, I always say a movie ahead of its time. The problem is this movie was like 30 or 40 years ahead of its time. In current culture, the movie would be great because people understand that quirky stuff. So to be fair, a part of why is because of Buckaroo Banzai. But, I mean, I give the special features... I'm going to give the special features a one. Because, again, I feel like I would like more stuff on the actual Steelbook DVD that I own. DVD, Blu-ray. The Steelbook features are Blu-ray. The actual movies... Or, sorry, the Steelbook features are DVD. The actual movies are Blu-ray. Gotcha. I give it a one because they could have done more. There's all this in it. Like, obviously, there's all this stuff out here on this fucking on YouTube. Why the fuck isn't that on? The fucking uh, <laughs> Steelbook DVD. Not like a 30-minute declassified that's solid. That a bunch of deleted scenes that still don't take a bunch of time and then a couple trailers. Come on. Make good use of it. Give me all this. so I want the ultimate edition. Buy find me the ultimate edition steel book. I will fucking buy it, even though I already on a steel book and then I'll send a steel book to someone else who gets to enjoy a book or a bomb's eye.
0: up? Um so I was watching Loki and I was enjoying it and I was like, man, this got me some flashbacks and I was like looking at the loki character and there were some things that they were doing and I was like you know what this character has grown not just changed this character has grown from the movies to this and has been well, yeah. yeah really really good and I was and you don't see that nowadays in you know a lot of, a lot of things because this has done so well
1: well also let's be honest we expect that from movies but we shouldn't Movies have to call do a broad strokes in a short time. Correct. That's the problem. So I guess everyone's like, well, what about Captain Phasma? No one fucking cares about Captain Phasma. Fuck her. Yeah. I care about the main characters.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it, but it, it got me going, and I was like, man... I remember whenever XYZ and so I put in Avengers because there's this one scene in Avengers that gets me every single time and it's when Loki tells everybody to kneel and be subjugated and you're meant to do this and that old man stands up and says no I've met people like you before they're all the same there are
1: no men like me yeah there are always men like you <laughs> yes
0: uh, and and I was like, man, his character has grown, and as an actor, he has grown so well but, and done but you, so good. If you
1: watch all the stuff within him, you see it.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. You you see it, and it just it just blends. You're just like, yeah, Loki and Avengers, dick, 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 dick. And then you know the next one gets a little bit different, a little bit different. By the end, he's trying to be good. And then this one, you know, in the TV series, you know, I mean, first series, the him, season he was sacrificed
1: great. sacrifice himself to buy time or try and confuse Thanos or whatever.
0: Yeah. And what's interesting is in the TV show, he references the movies. Uh, yeah. He does a reference we back have in old the movies.
1: Loki, played by. Um... What whatever his name is, like from last season. Oh yeah yeah it was, yeah yeah. I know like I, you know I, that was my best illusion ever. You're like that was great.
0: Yeah, but I mean it was, and, and that's what made me want to go back and watch the Avengers because uh, he referenced something that he did previously in the movies, and I was like, oh man, let me go watch the Avengers, and so I watched it again, and it and it's so weird because they all look like babies. You know, they're all, everything, all the special, uh, you know, the costumes, everything just looks so young and fresh. And it's like, man, because he has a new Captain America outfit, you know, everybody looks, you know, young in
1: it. It's actually my least favorite. I like the World War II one better, and I like the ones he went to later better. But it was fine. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, but it, I, I was there.
1: Better than the movie, the direct to DVD or direct to video movie in the fucking 90s. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I mean, it, it, it was, I was there for the Loki stuff because I was like, man, this character has done, out of all the Marvel characters that have gone through, his character to me has done the biggest change and is still relatively very popular and making good material out. Because yeah, of the I would TV argue show. That,
1: that Cap got his big change too, and you see it in Endgame. Correct. With the Hail Hydra scene, which is Chef's guess.
0: <laughs> but it just made me go through it. I, and I started watching Avengers. Avengers is still a fun one. It, it's not my favorite of the the series, but it is the start of everything that kind of you know gets the teams together and has a Loki. And I just enjoy it. it.
1: It's kind of goat because no one thought it would ever happen. And then it happened. And you're like, oh, fuck. They did it. Yes. You bad bastards. You
0: did it. Yeah. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. it I good. thought it was great. I thought it was fun. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to more Loki scenes because I, I see this transition and I'm happy. I'm mm-hmm. happy for this character. I'm happy for the actor because this is the perfect role for him. He plays this oh, yeah. so damn well.
1: They just don't give him enough stuff. Like, they put him in Kong Sk- Skull Island, and I enjoyed him in that. But it's like he's typecast as Loki, and that's unfair.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. But,
1: but he's doing a great job, so, hey.
0: He's got great memes out there, too. So, you know, my favorite one is, uh yeah, so sad. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, uh, Nerd?
2: All right. My last one uh, is so bad. I didn't even make it half an hour into the movie. Oh, my God.
1: Uh-oh. That sounds like a challenge.
2: So, Winnie the Pooh Blood and Hunt <laughs> has no idea what it wants to be, whether it's trying to take itself seriously and actually be a horror movie or play into the tropes. Like, it's just so bad. It was, like... It, was trying to be a slasher film but also like a serious horror movie but also tying it back to the actual story of winnie the pooh like it didn't make sense they went through like three couples in the first 20 minutes <laughs> yeah that doesn't look
0: yeah no it it, it it's it's online with uh, worse than cocaine bear
1: I mean hey you can buy a steel book uh from uh shop factory but i mean then again they make steel books everything
0: yeah
2: yeah
1: i will not be buying the steel book just to try this movie just in case anyone was wondering
2: but i i like it's up there with black christmas for me and we're talking about like the more recent black christmas that was really really bad uh came out in, like, 2009 or something like yeah,
1: that. Yeah, I haven't watched that. I don't watch a lot of those movies. It's more... So yeah. Later, if we get time, I'll talk about two I'm planning on watching if we get back around like, to me after this next one. Yeah.
2: Winnie, Winnie uh, the Pooh, I thought I'd give a shot. I'm just like, okay. I, I painted that bear and made jokes about blood and honey and all that kind of stuff. I'll, I'll give the movie... Nope. 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 That's a that's a solid, like, four and a half.
1: See, if you make a slasher movie, Winnie, Winnie the Pooh and his people have to be the other end of it, and he has to be the slasher. He's the other end of it, yeah. Because in the old cartoon, like he get flung through the sky, hit a tree. You know what he says?
0: Oh, oh, bother. Bother. oh
2: bother!
1: He's gangster <laughs> as fuck. Just rip, just, rip my boy Winnie the Pooh like that. Uh, Gonzo, I think we're back to you.
0: Um. So, what was one I can talk about? Oh, um started watching and um setting up things to watch and a lot of the shows are going off the air or ending or whatever but there is a special season of BattleBots going on right now. Uh oh. it what? is The Battle for the Giant Bolt. Um it's a single elimination tournament. What, John?
1: I've never seen an episode of BattleBots. I know.
2: <gasps>
0: oh, I love BattleBots. Battle it's so fun. Bloody and Paylor was my favorite. Yeah, so um, I guess there's this, I didn't even know this was a thing, um, but I guess there's like this special season in between the seasons where it's a single elimination tournament and they're filling out this spoke of spots and then, um, then they do battle and you get the giant bolt, it's just this giant bolt. I just love battle bots. I mean, robots just smashing the shit out of each other and just flying across the ring and catching on fire and blowing up and all that stuff. Come on, man. That's just as good. It's just good fun to watch. I the one big complaint about the whole series, the whole show, is it's just a 2-hour long show that could be condensed into like an hour. Because there's too much crap in between each episode, each each fight, and too much bullshit, and I'm just like, God, you could crunch this down to an hour, guys, and just give it to. So what you're saying
1: is they need to get to the fucking monkey.
0: Yes, I I, I, I I wait till it's recorded and fast forward through everything until we get to the fight. I mean, I already know all the people that are fighting. I know what robots they have. I know what they're doing. I mean, et cetera, et cetera. I don't really care for it, and it, it, they just take so long. I'm going to fast forward and all right, here's the fight and we go. And it, it's interesting to see because some of these people have really, really shitty robots that think they're going to do good. And they're like, Oh, one hit wonders. And they get hit once and they're out. Um, and it's not that they have shitty robots. I should take that back. It's just that their robots were not meant to take on whatever robot they're going against. And they just get ruffle stomped. So they're hard.
1: playing a, uh- Robot, paper, rock, scissors. Oh and yeah, going wrong.
0: yeah. But I mean, it it's, a, not... it's a it's a single elimination tournament, so we're you know one and done. So it's been it's been interesting and fun. I've already there's like two episodes out already, so I'm enjoying the shit out of it.
1: I'm I Battle about though. i miss Grant Mahara.
2: Yeah, same.
1: Like I've seen again, I haven't seen an episode of Battlebots. Doesn't mean I'm not aware and haven't seen plenty of clips from it. It's just not something I ever watched yeah. an episode of all the way through. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I just it's just good fun. And it's it's these people spend a ton of money and a ton of time building yeah. these things. And all of a sudden they go because there's this one bot and it hits and it just the bot just shatters into, you know, hundreds of pieces. And you're like, well, fuck, they're six months down the drain. <laughs>
1: but they've learned something.
0: Yeah. Oh, not sorry. to get hit that hard. <laughs> uh, but I'm enjoying that. It's been a lot of fun. I think it's uh it's a good, turn my brain off, just watch stupid things get blown up and torn to pieces.
1: Oh, so. so like Fast and Furious. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Does he have anything else I want to talk about?
1: I do. I have at okay. Least one. I mean, I can talk about two more things, technically. Okay. Um, the third thing I did is I read I read the uh, graphic novel that has all of the Valiverse uh, mission files, and that's for Action Force, and that is... a unshockingly a a action figure thing. I talked about Bobby Valla before a little bit, and he's doing Action action Force, and he's doing the Jeep and everything. But this is his comic books to explain his universe and his characters. And honestly, I fucking loved it. It's not telling deep or extensive stories, each one sort of about one of the characters in the Valoverse universe and both showing them how they got involved and the world and I think honestly if you're making an, a any sort of toy line you've got to have some sort of tie in like the 80s and this is a great way to tie all this in so you can go I know the world he built is super interesting not super likely to happen but his whole concept is interesting the characters are interesting you get a feel for them and you kind of understand them and it was well written fairly well drawn i think he did a bang up job i wish more companies would do that you know we have a bunch of action figures coming out that have no nothing about them and i'm like i don't I mean sure you look cool giant monkey with a giant hammer but i don't know anything about you besides your giant monkey with a giant hammer that of course is enough for me to buy him but i'd like to know more
0: would you (laughs) like to know more
1: yes but i love it i'm like a batch, actually give it to zero, it was well worth the money. I gonna mean, buy it from their website. You can buy individual issues or you can buy the collected edition. I bought the collect edition and got them to sign it because it was only a couple of bucks. And honestly, if you're buying something directly from the person, if you can afford it, get it signed. That's more money for them for very little work. And you know what? It means something to me. I got a signed copy. Does anyone else care? No, probably not. I don't care. They don't care. I mean, that, my, uh, Michael Bradley, uh lonely soldier boy cd is signed because it's like hey a couple bucks a bucks you signed. i'm like cool that sounds great sign it it's a couple bucks a bucks for him for almost no work sounds great you want to talk about something else before i talk about movies i'm looking forward to
0: yeah um so uh movie i watched uh we put it on so we could do some stuff and i I don't remember if i talked about it i don't think i did because i don't show it on my list um but we decided to put on something so we could work on some stuff and the mummy is still so fucking good.
2: Yes, it is. Yeah. Great. Yeah, it, right. right.
0: yeah, it's it's still the best
1: of the Indiana Jones like movies. Yes.
0: Still Absolutely. solid, still good characters, still good uh, lines, still good everything. Um
1: respect National Treasure, you're third. Yeah. <laughs> well fourth technically the mummy two is second, but they did it. Yeah.
0: But I mean it's just it's just so solid. Um, seeing one, seeing Brendan Fraser back, you know, on the screen type thing with that that role, uh, watching him again is all just the characters so good. are good. Yeah, you yeah. root
1: for the good guys. You you hate and feel sorry for Benny, and you're so happy he tried to save him in the end, but he got what he fucking deserved. Yeah, he fucked around and he found out.
0: Yep. Um, but I mean, it's just very solid. I really enjoy. I mean, it's, it, it's it, fun. It, it's a classic. Yeah, yes. and it's just a good fun movie. So. No and no, no space like herpes, no tendo. need you're to.
1: Like, you're like, cool, Like, I I feel like these characters would be romantic, it's cool.
0: Yeah. So, Alright, John, go ahead with yours.
1: Um. So, this year me and Not Brush of Dave are going to make sure we watch Violent Night. We couldn't watch it last year for Christmas. Ooh, ooh. That want to see fun. that. And then there's another one coming out by a director you may have heard of. A little director from Hong Kong named John Woo.
0: Never heard of him. It no, must be doing,
1: it's doing Silent Night with Joel Kinneman. Where he's like a father and his he like in a drive by his son gets killed and he like he gets shot in the larynx so he can't speak anymore. So apparently it's gonna movie with no dialogue. I don't know if it's no dialogue just from Hammer for the whole movie. And it's basically be like a John Wick style instead of the dog that killed his son and he's about to murder all those fuckers. And <laughs> I am here for it because John Woo knows gunplay.
0: Oh yeah.
2: Yes, yes he does.
1: Like, yeah. I'm just
2: thinking hard-boiled I mean, right now off the top of my head.
1: Yep, yep. But I would call that the goat. You could call the killer the goat. I would not argue with you. They're both great. Can I not love both? <laughs> I love both of my children, like, equally. I like hard-boiled better a little bit, though. Chani, if that's so much better, as a good guy. But I'm interested to see this. I It might be in theaters. If so, I'll fucking watch it in theaters. I don't care. Not too many movies anymore will I watch in theaters, but that one I will because, I mean, I want to see new John Woo stuff. Uh, But yeah, those are the two coming out. We'll see. I'm going to watch, we talked about this before everything. They're doing Werewolf by Night in color, so if you guys want to watch that, I'm definitely going to watch it either this week or next week, depending on when it comes out during the week. I might. Like, I'm not going to watch it every week. I'll probably watch it on the weekend. But if it comes out this week, I'm going to try to watch it this week. And then I have to watch The Crow and I have to watch Ghostbusters. And I have to watch the full video for Thriller. Because those three are my Halloween movies. I might, depending on how well I am at watching things, try and watch Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. Then, like, Ghostbusters Afterlife, however I can. Because I've not seen it yet and I want to. Maybe this is a good time for it because it's Halloween. Cookie yeah. season, everyone. We didn't mention it. I know we did beforehand, but uh,
2: my last one uh, okay. is the forty-eighth and a half anniversary of Monty Python and the Holy Grail is 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 <laughs> coming up.
1: Forty-eighth and, and a half, huh?
2: The forty-eighth and a half anniversary.
1: That's a movie. If Fathom Events does of does a, does it in the theater, I will go see it in the theater.
2: Uh, it, this is an Atom event, so I don't know if Phantom, or if, yeah, if going
1: to be We're about to find out, aren't we? Yeah. Because you know me. Upcoming events. Everybody says. The Hunger Games. Not. I've never <laughs> seen The Hunger Games, just in case. Oh my yeah. god. All right. Since we're talking about this. Back to the Future, October twenty first and twenty fifth in the theater.
0: Oh, maybe The first one. The first one.
2: Nice. I, I think it's the Back to the Future so, Day.
1: Maybe they're doing all of them.
2: I that saw. Scary. I saw the second so, one on the day that it was supposed to happen. Let's
1: see here. Yeah. So it is just the first one. Thank God. I can't watch all three. I don't have that kind of <laughs> ability anymore. Uh, Godzilla 2000, Titanic the Musical. I'm just going through everything here. Scarface still coming up in November. Saving Private Ryan. If you haven't seen Saving Private, Ry- Ry- but Saving Private Ryan in a theater, November 19th and 20th.
2: I've never seen it.
1: Uh, it's a very good World War II movie, but if you were to watch World War II stuff, I was just watching Band of Brothers instead. I think Band of Brothers is just better.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, Say 30.
1: Oh, crap.
0: Is it it's time? time,
2: guys. It's time. <laughs> Where well,
0: there you go. I'm John. <laughs> I'm nerd. I'm Gonzo, and thanks for listening and watching. Guys, uh, we really appreciate it. Um, as always, make sure you take care of yourself. Look after each other. Um, if you see something, say something. If you hear something do something. If you can do something, do it. If you can't, find somewhere to build. uh, We'll be sending you off to the Pyro Club. Make sure you stick around and say hi to them. Give a good wave and hang out and they're playing some D&D. Good night.